Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 19th episode of Late Night Crime Cast. I'm your host, Robin Steffens, and every week on Thursday, I'm going to post a new true crime story. I will cover cases that are local, cases that got a lot of media attention, and everything in between. This month is Black History Month, so in honor of that, I'm going to be focusing on cases involving African Americans specifically. I feel like it's very important to discuss and share cases for African Americans because, well, I mean, I am African American myself and I have seen that we do not get treated the same way in the news and media when it involves things such as a missing persons case. Black children go missing at a higher rate than white children, yet they get minimal coverage in comparison. So I think that attention really needs to be brought to these cases through other mediums. And with that being said, I want to jump right into today's case. Today we are going to be covering the case of Kayla Navia Hunter and Christian Dijon Justice. Kayla Nevea Hunter and Christian Dijon Justice were very young at the time that they went missing. Kayla was born on November 8, 2007, while Christian was born on October 2, 2013. Kayla was only six years old, while Christian was only seven months old the last time they were seen. Now, what was their relation to each other? Well, Kayla and Christian were actually half-siblings that shared a mother. Kayla's father was a man named Kevin Hunter, while Christian's father was a man named Aaron Justice. Their mother was named Alicia Marie Fox. Alicia took care of her two small children in her home in Detroit, Michigan. And I'm sure if you're living in the United States, and maybe even outside of the United States, you probably know of Detroit, Michigan and its reputation. Unlike the much smaller towns that I often talk about, Detroit is a huge, bustling city, actually the largest and most populated city in Michigan. And typically with cities this large, you tend to see a lot of crime. I don't know what it is, but crime just seems to creep up in downtown areas, city areas, metro areas, and I feel like that's mostly what Detroit is known for, their high crime rate. Something they have struggled with for decades. Often, that place is described as being one of the most dangerous cities in the United States, and it's really not uncommon or unheard of to experience a violent crime in this city. But regardless, this small family called Detroit home. This is where they had grown up, and it's where many members of their very large extended family lived. So, more into the family dynamics. Their small family was in no way perfect. Kevin Hunter, the father of Kayla, was no longer in the picture at the time of the children's disappearance. I mean, he was in Kayla's life, but he was no longer romantically involved or living with her mother. Now, the mother, Alicia, she had married Aaron Justice, the father of Christian. But it should be noted that their marriage was not in a good place at all at the time of the disappearance. Aaron Justice had a long history of violence and more specifically domestic abuse. 
and added on to that a criminal history with drugs and weapons. So this man, he had a violent past, and while it was unclear at the time if that same violent past had followed him into his relationship with Alicia, the details of that would soon come out. It turns out that just prior to May 24th, 2014, the day that the children went missing, Alicia had moved herself and her children out of the home that they shared with Aaron Justice. At that time, they had only been living together for four months and they had only been married for four months. And it seems that things went downhill pretty quickly. Now, it is unknown exactly what happened during that time, but a lot can be assumed. I personally was unable to find any real information of where the mother and her two small children went after supposedly moving out of their home. The last time they were seen was on May 24th, 2014, and this was at a family Memorial Day celebration at one of their aunt's house. Kayla was also seen that next day, May 25th, by a cousin at their home. Other family members also saw both children with Aaron Justice during this time. I think May 24th is the official date that many people recall seeing all three together. But after that, Alicia and the children weren't seen or heard from for about two weeks. And no one really noticed. I think that a few texts were sent from Alicia's phones, but authorities actually don't even believe it was her that sent it. It was on June 6th that Alicia, Kayla, and Christian were actually reported missing by family members. The reason being that Kayla missed her kindergarten graduation. Kayla's father and grandmother were expecting Kayla to be at her kindergarten graduation. So when they showed up and Kayla didn't, the parents immediately call Alicia. And there's no answer from Alicia's phone, so immediately the family starts to get this bad feeling and they go to check on the family. They go to the home that Aaron and Alicia had shared before, and they find that the home is completely empty. I think that they were still under the impression that they were living together. But a family member that was there that day stated that there was no car in the driveway, and that she had also found an open window and peeked inside. She could see into the kitchen where you could kind of see the dining room and part of the living room area. And even from that small look, she had spotted things that were extremely strange, extremely out of the ordinary for the family. So Alicia, she usually had pictures on a coffee table in the living room, but where they were supposed to be, it was completely empty. There was actually really nothing in the house that she could see besides a bottle of bleach in the kitchen. After that, they go and they immediately file a missing persons report because, you know, they're on high alert. So they actually get the police to go to the house after this to investigate and the family members are also allowed to go to the house with them and they find that there's no furniture at all, nothing, no belongings of Alicia or the kids are there and the place seems cleaned from top to bottom. It seems like there's no sign that anyone had even been living in the home at all. And then they also go next door to check out the house. It's like an abandoned house, not lived in for a while, but they decided to check that out just because. And in that house, there was also a bottle of bleach found in the living room. And so, of course, with Alicia, Kayla, and Christian gone, they're on high alert, but an Amber Alert is not sent out because honestly, they really have no proof 
yet that anything bad has even happened. I mean, it's very strange that everything is out of the house, but they could just sum that up to Alicia picking up all of her things, taking the kids and moving. And so they don't send out an Amber Alert because it really doesn't fall under any of their guidelines, you know, to report. Because if they're with their mom, then they're technically fine. Like she's their guardian. And so the kids are safe. So there's no Amber Alert put out for this family, which I kind of think is BS a little bit because it's just under very strange circumstances. Like it seems like the family is very close. And so if they're so extremely worried, I would definitely go off that hunch. If they're saying like, oh, she wouldn't do this or this is very out of the ordinary, then I feel like something should have been done. But nothing's done. There's no Amber Alert put out. And, you know, the police, they kind of look over it. But it's only a short while later, on June 9th, 2014, that a horrific discovery is made. Alicia's severely decomposed body is found in an abandoned house. And this is not the same house that's next door to them, but it's actually really strange because the house, the abandoned house that her body was found in is only three houses down from one of Aaron Justice's cousin's house. So just keep that in mind. The discovery of her body was actually made by family members. Um, it seems that they were very involved in the case and they wanted to get things solved, which I mean, I do not blame them for. I just think it's very unfortunate that they had to be the ones to make this discovery. And it was actually made by a tip, an anonymous tip. And so I'm just gonna quote directly some of the things said about this discovery by a family member. In this quote, this family member, she is describing them entering the basement in the abandoned house and finding Alicia's body. She says, we get to the basement and there's a door with a blue tarp underneath it. My uncle lifts the door up and her body's in the tarp. I could tell it was her. Her head was covered with a black garbage bag, something black. It was covered with and it looked as if he tried to cut her legs off. But I could tell it was her because she had a favorite pair of purple basketball shorts and she had those on. So after they had found her body, clearly they're in shock and disbelief. But immediately, they have to switch gears because Kayla and Christian are nowhere to be found. So soon, things start picking up in the search because now there are two missing children and the body of their mother has just been found. Then, it's made worse by an autopsy that reveals that Alicia had been murdered, shot twice in the head. And this had happened sometime soon after the last time her and the children were seen all together. So sometime around May 24th, May 25th. The police once again look at the home and find traces of blood on the ceiling of the upstairs bedroom and a bullet hole lodged inside one of the walls. So after finding all of these facts and further information, police look where they always tend to look in cases like these. They start to look at the significant others. So first they look at Kevin Hunter and I'm guessing they do this because, I mean, they're not together and maybe he has some bad blood, but they look into him and they quickly find out that he has nothing to do with it. 
Then they start to look into Aaron Justice and they find a lot. So it turns out that he had gotten a hotel room for Alicia and the children, but it's unclear of why he did and if it was ever even actually used. Then it turns out that he had rented a U-Haul truck. Authorities determined that he had rented that U-Haul truck after Alicia's murder and he drove it 300 miles between May 27th and May 29th. And this is without ever leaving Detroit. So he goes 300 miles and that's just within the city. And if that's not strange, he soon after books a flight to Atlanta. Oh, and get this. He also sells Alicia's Chevy Impala to a junkyard in Taylor, Michigan. I'm guessing that the car probably would have had a lot of evidence in it, but by the time police tracked it down, it had already been stripped. So with all of these things adding up, a warrant is quickly put out for Aaron's arrest and he is soon after arrested in Atlanta. He's charged with murder and not too long after that, another man is arrested as an accessory after the fact. And so I know I said a lot there, but let's just backtrack a little bit and try to sum up a lot of the things that I found because a lot of the sources, they were all pretty much saying the same thing in different words. So I'm just going to try to show you guys how everything really unraveled for Aaron Justice. So first, there was another man involved with Alicia's murder. The man that was arrested as an accessory after the fact was Timothy Bernard Jones. He was a longtime friend of Aaron Justice, and he actually helped him in hiding and disposing of Alicia's body following her death. He admitted to the police that when he went to Justice's home, her body was hidden in a crawl space. He said he helped Justice move the body to the location where it was found, and according to him, the children were still alive at the time. So he confirms that even after the mother was murdered, the kids were still alive and unharmed. And I just want to say that there were several anonymous tips that led to the discovery of Alicia's body, and many people believe that Jones was actually the one sending these tips. Possibly because he was guilty, he had a guilty conscience that he was involved, you know. I think he just got involved because it's his friend and he felt like he had to help him. So, still, he was charged with evidence tampering, concealing a death, and being an accessory to murder. And he was sentenced two to five years in prison, which honestly is not enough. But, I mean... What else could there be done? What else could they really charge him with? He didn't commit it and he really gave a lot of information. And so I'm sure that really helped make them a little bit more lenient with the actual sentencing because they honestly could have thrown the book at him. And so I think because he said that the kids were safe and he gave further information and pretty much confirmed that Aaron was the one who had murdered Alicia, that they were a lot more lenient with him. Now for Aaron Justice. I really don't know what he did. Where did he drive when he got that U-Haul? Why did he kill Alicia? I mean, besides the fact that he has a history of violence, what drove him to actual murder? Did she ask for a divorce? Did she threaten to take the kids away? 
And I mean, I'm not saying anything, you know, negative here. I'm 100% behind this since clearly he was dangerous and likely a threat to her and her children. But I'm wondering why. And the biggest question of all, what did he do with the children? Where are they? Are they still alive? And if so, who are they with? It's really messed up because to this day, he hasn't said anything. And to this day, members of both sides of the family are still searching for answers. They still want to know what happened to the children. As for what happened to Justice, he reached a plea deal with the prosecution in September of 2015, pled guilty to second degree murder and a felony weapons charge, and he was sentenced 45 to 80 years in prison. Now to backtrack a little, when the house was found empty, they were able to find some of Alicia's belongings in a church donation bin weeks later. And so it seems like he cleaned the house out and put Alicia's belongings in a donation bin, basically. And it's still believed because of this that the children could be alive because none of their belongings were recovered. This includes their bedroom furniture, their clothes, their toys, basically everything. Have They haven't been recovered. And so there's still hope, especially within the family and the community, that the children are still alive and out there to this day. Kayla Nevea Hunter would be 12 years old today. She is an African-American female with brown hair and brown eyes. Kayla used to wear her hair in cornrows a lot, and so that's a style that would be noted. You know, if you were to see her, she might be wearing cornrows. At the time of her disappearance, she was a four foot five and 65 pounds. Christian Dijon Justice would be six years old today. He is an African-American male with brown hair and brown eyes. At the time of his disappearance, he was two feet tall and 17 pounds. And while it's really unknown of how the children may look today and whether or not they're even still alive, I believe it's very important to share this information about them because if anyone out there is able to hear this story and have information or know anything about what had happened, even if it was at the time that this crime had taken place, they can go to the authorities with that if they saw something. So I feel like, you know, considering the age of the children and the fact that their mother was murdered, you know, this case, it didn't get anywhere near the attention that it needed. So this may be someone's first time hearing about this story. And I really want to, you know, give all the facts, give the appearance of the kids at the time they went missing, just so that information gets out there. I encourage you guys all to share this story with others. These kids, they still have family members who love them and they are looking forward to finding them one day. So I really hope that this story gets out there and that, you know, more people listen to this and push this story around because I feel like it really needs to circulate more. You know, just the way that everything went down, I'm just surprised it didn't make huge national news. And so I'd really appreciate if you guys are listening up until this point, just to, you know, spread the word out there or read up about articles and, you know, maybe share those as well.
thank you guys so much for listening and I hope you guys like and share today's case with someone you know. It's very important to me to get the word out there about these cases that seem to have gone under the radar for so long. With that being said, I hope you guys tune in to the upcoming Murder Monday episode and until next time, bye!